back with Andreas again, Andreas of Austria, the great Austrian who's found a job working off unemployment, the coronavirus unemployment, right? Yeah, I was, I mean, I, you know, I, I was not looking very hard for a job because I was still hopeful that I could go back to, to Burma working to work on the island. But um, now it seems the coronavirus is um, making it imp impossible. Uh, yeah, to, to work in, in fields that, that are actually still kind of enjoyable. So now I'm working, uh, yeah, in a warehouse and, uh, and because, uh, because you're working on a project actually for more than 10 years, I think already. Uh, you you, ah, you asked well. me to do this podcast uh, with the, the topic today. I think we have uh, actually a topic we want to talk about, which is uh, uh, working very hard, of course, uh, in working class jobs, right? Well, you and I have discussed in the past working class, low paid jobs, because we've both we've both done them. And there's definitely a particular type of person that does these jobs as compared to an office job or one of these middle management jobs, these corporate jobs, you know, all those other jobs where you have to sit in front of a computer screen and send emails and have conference calls. When you're, when you're working in a warehouse, you don't have to worry about any of that. But uh, I think I think you have some ideas about working people. We've discussed it in the past. We felt that working people were more honest than the, the middle management people. Yeah, but maybe maybe you, you tell the, the listeners why you came up with the idea to do this podcast because uh, you're about to finish uh, your, your newest uh, book, right? Or it's actually one of oh, the oldest, right. but it's, it's an, a new revision. It's the oldest book, but it's the first. And uh, the Home Depot stories... It's just called the Home Depot now, but it uh, it needed a preface and it needed a couple more stories uh, that needed to be revised. And I think it's a complete book. It's uh, it has a it has a unity to it now that I see that I, I didn't have really in the earliest version. But I haven't really changed anything. It's it's all it's all as I wrote it. So it's still funny. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think? Funny. When is it ready? Ready for for shipment? Uh, one uh, one book to Austria. I'm looking forward to, to uh, read them again with the new stories. Yes. Yes. Well, there's there's a, there's at least three stories you haven't read, and uh, I know you're gonna be, you're gonna be looking forward to that. But it should be. I need right now to do another look through of the manuscript. I'm gonna probably do that this weekend. Yeah, I may do it again next weekend, but I also need to start working on um, uh, the book design because it's going to be. I have some ideas about the book design, but they're not they're not clear in all aspects yet. I still don't know what the size of the pages is going to be, the font. Yeah, definitely. There are a lot, I, of, I, I a lot think, of aesthetic aesthetic decisions. I don't think it should be as big as uh, the the Hampson book. You know, it should be a much smaller one, no. a portable one, because you want to carry it around every, to everywhere you go, right? It should be small enough that a working man can keep it in his pocket while <laughs> yeah. he works. So, so you, but you plan to hand bind it a, again? Oh yeah, okay. it's gonna be I, hand yeah, bound. If, if you send me one, then uh, please don't send me the one with your blood on it. <laughs> I'm gonna send one with some uh, some truck grease, some some grease from like a, a fifth wheel, stained a finger. Oh, that would be great. 
a greasy fingerprint. That would be uh, yeah. that would be the best autograph. For oh this yeah, book. that's beautiful. A greasy fingerprint. I like that idea. Maybe and maybe maybe uh, you can, um, you know, uh, um, how do you call it? The, the, the prints of um, of a forklift truck wheel, something like this. Oh, every book should be driven over by a forklift. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just to, to 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 give the reader the impression. No, but personalizing it. But what if I personalized every book with like um, I took my thumb and I dipped it into some um, some grease that's put on the fifth wheel of a of a tractor trailer, yeah. and I and I put a thumbprint in the first page. That would, you know, because obviously it's you know. The, the counterfeiters in China who try and counterfeit this book, they will never be able to make my, my thumbprint mm -hmm. with a greasy thumbprint. Yeah, right? yeah I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think it is a good idea. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick my thumb in some grease when I go back to work. Not, not too much, you know, just a little bit. Well, maybe the readers should get a little grease on themselves. They need to get dirty. You know, all these. Uh, the the problem the problem with that book is that it's written about people who will never read that book. <laughs> yeah, that's the people who will read this book are the wrong audience. It's just it. It's a book that makes very little sense. You're the only one who can appreciate this book because you're the only working class person who reads. Mm, I'm not too sure about this. Um... But yeah, but because you, you just said uh, I'm a person that appreciates it. I think I think actually our friendship is based on or its foundation. Uh, the, the book is part of our friendship's foundation, I think, actually. Because you, you, when I met you in, in Colombia, you were sending me these short stories of these guys. Um, and uh, yeah, I just seem to like them very much. And for me, they were very likable anyway. So it's very hard for me to understand that... Um, other people uh, will not like them. So I'm very hopeful. Maybe maybe you will change your mind and uh, make um, more than 60 books uh, uh, or 70 book this time. Well, it will depend upon the printer. The printer kind of, um, they quote me a price and I feel like they, the price is based upon these big sheets of paper which are cut down and I tell them I want a certain amount of copies and they always print more than I wanted. And I think that's a result of the pages. They're going to print as much of the pages of pieces of paper that they have and as complete and as many complete books as possible. But was that, what is special they about this paper? Well, it, there's nothing special about it, but it comes in these big sheets, right? So they have to, the sheets have to be cut down. So I give the printer the dimensions of the book. And they cut all the sheets down that they ordered. And if they have a lot of extra sheets, they just print up a bunch of extra books. And so um, the first two books were the same size dimensionally. This book is going to be a different size. So depending upon what size, I don't know how many books I'm actually going to receive. Um, how many? Yeah, I don't know how many they're going to come up with. But they're going to quote me a price, which is based upon the materials. And then also based upon how many times they run it through the printer. So you pay for all of that. But um, I, I, I don't, with the first two books, I didn't end up with the amount of copies that I, that I ordered. It was always more. Okay. And um, so you have uh, one supplier or do the covers and, and uh, other parts of the book, do they come from, from different suppliers? Well, the first one I did, 
different place for the printing, different place for the cover. The second, the second book, the the suppressed Shalomov book, which will, which is, which is now just, it exists, but it doesn't exist uh, publicly anymore. Uh, you'd have to inquire about this this very special, beautiful book. But this book, that book, um, the covers, everything was done at the same printer who did the, because the printer can also do everything. Uh, this book is going to be different. I have a different idea for the cover to try and make it. Uh, but is it going to be orange? Just every book is going to be different. Um, it's going to be white and orange. Okay. Uh, you'll see. This is. I, I have a very different idea for but this cover. Will and you include these old um, uh, chapters uh, where you ex explain uh, a little bit uh, the different forklift trucks and, and things like this? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think I, I think I'm going to cut those out. Okay. Do I really? Should I really have descriptions? Because you, of you could extend this uh, uh, this uh, chapter two with uh, the different uh, type of trucks because at the beginning you you were only a forklift truck driver and now you you're driving these big big trucks, right? So there's a lot of uh, knowledge that the reader might want to have too about big trucks, not only the forklift ones. Yeah, but that's that's unrelated. The big big no because also... i mean uh because you are you you changed your life from a uh a, a futures trader to to become a um uh, a working class person and and these machines they are part of your existence of a, as a working class person i don't it's know true. i like it somehow. it's true but that's i i, I know but it, i think um You and I both understand the unity of of my progression. That it, I went from futures trading and living a big life in New York, and um, you know all of the all of the things that all these people view but, as being successful but, and aspire to. Maybe, like I had them, and then giving that up, giving that up, um, and actually taking a very low job and humbling myself, um, and then seeing. And then seeing something more clearly, seeing life more clearly as a result of that. And then the next steps, which were, you know, Alaskan fishing and now truck driving. And I, I see it all as a progression, but I think that to put all of that into this book or even into the preface for this book is, is too much. Yeah, as I told you before already, I think the reader should find out more about the author of these stories anyway, because without knowing or without having background, knowledge of, of the uh, the creator of these stories i think uh it's it's probably more difficult or to you can you cannot appreciate these stories the same way i do because i i know who wrote them or i know the the, the story of the person uh, uh that that wrote them and uh, i think that enriches the whole experience much more so i think that chapters with the machines but also some explanation or description of of yourself would definitely add some value. Yeah, I, I, I did a little bit in the preface though, which uh, you saw uh, pretty much the final copy of that preface. I really want the the this book to be about a particular period though. Mm -hmm. It was about a you know I, I think subsequent books if I put something out uh, because I do have all that writing from Alaska. I do actually have some truck driving stories. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with all of that, um, but maybe a. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I have I have I have to put all the other writing together at some point. But it, I'm not sure what form it will take. Do you think but, there is? Uh, I'll explain more. Do you think there's potential for a second working class book? Uh, for the logistics companies that you were working or for Alaska or things like this? Well, the, the, the people that I've worked around other than at the Home Depot have not been as exciting. Okay. So th that was, <laughs> you, you always ask me, you always ask me, where are the new stories about these, these people you work with now? And I have never heard stories like the ones at the Home so Depot. They are, the Home the, Depot the stories. ones you work with together right now, they are not the very, very bottom of society. No, they're a step off the bottom. Okay. They're just people who are of better, higher, perhaps higher intelligence, but they've fallen for all the same, the same traps that, that get all the working class men. You know, the working class people are all are getting their wages uh, garnished to pay for children that don't live with them with uh, ex-wives or ex-girlfriends and they see very little of their paychecks what little of their paychecks they see is taken also by you know uh, uh, banks for debts mm. that they've that they've gotten for big cars you know they fall for all the traps you know they have children with bad women they have uh, substance problems and then they they screw their life up and they go into lots of debt early on and they could never get out of that debt and uh, they have bad diets, and um, they're so they're unhealthy, and then they're miserable, and they're living with terrible stress. This is pretty much working people in America, and their lives are are not really that interesting because they all fit the same model, which is they get trapped, and the traps are all laid by the wealthy bankers and the system uh, that wants to entrap them, and they fall for it. But you know, but I'm they, curious, why do the people of the very, very bottom of the society, why do they end up working at Home Depot? Why is, why is this company choosing uh, uh, these, these people? Well, you, it's, a, it's a very low-paid job. It's a minimum wage job. So there's definitely other companies that have a very similar uh, type of uh, uh, employees. Right. But where I work now in, in truck driving and logistics, you, you can't, you have to be a little bit better mm -hmm. than those Home Depot people. You, the skills required are uh, somewhat uh, higher level okay. skills, you know, you have to. Yeah. But uh, but it, it, it was your starting point uh, in, in the new career, right? I don't know if you can call it a career. <laughs> I think part of the... <laughs> it's an anti-career. <laughs> But the no no the but you, um, but you enjoyed I never I never hear you complaining about uh, working in these jobs it's it's fascinating because you know I I'm now in this job for three weeks and for me it is hard seriously oh my goodness but physically or I mean or physically what? you know I mean I'm a fit person but uh, uh, yeah I, I make 20 kilometers a day um, I'm the I'm the picker basically you know you get this pick list and then you have to collect all of these items which like are, an which order ship. order picker sorry like an order picker like an order picker you have an order and you have to go get all the things yeah I I think I collect uh, 800 items uh, in eight hours and I and, and I make a lot of um, uh, mileage yeah I really walk all the time and 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 fast so I don't have to lift heavy things but yeah in general you know working from, from i work from eight to five i question i question this lifestyle so much already um 
it doesn't matter if, if you do physical labor or if you work in uh, in abstract office jobs it's all the same bullshit we live a life that is just not it's nonsense but it's not though it's not complete bullshit what you're doing mm. i view it as i view it as um like this kind of job is I, I don't view it as work i view it as working out yeah and i try and physically get stronger by doing things faster more gracefully yeah um I'm always trying to improve. You know, even last night, I had to move something on a forklift, which I, I mean, I am a master forklift driver. There, I Find someone in the world who's better than me. You won't. There's even video proof of me up in Alaska. <laughs> and that's years ago, right? <laughs> but I'm a master. You must have but been I am, you must I was be surprised. better already. Oh, I'm even better than I, I was then. But last night, I was befuddled. I had this trailer, and they had these massive axles with uh, disc brakes that were terribly wrapped and they were set on top of each other in the back of the trailer. I don't know how they got them in there. It was terribly, the, the, the trailer was loaded terribly. And then the truck driver drove probably, you know, a little crazy and the, the loaded shifted. I didn't, and, and the pallets were all smashed and broken. There's pieces of wood everywhere. I, I, I was literally sitting at the, looking at the back of this trailer because I needed to get something in the front of the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I had to take this stuff out of the back. I couldn't figure out at first how to do it. I'm staring at it. And other forklift drivers come by and they look at it. They shake their head. They're like, oh, man, what do you do with that? <laughs> Nobody knew. Nobody knew. And so I'm thinking, Peter, you're a master. But you're a master. How could this, how could this stump you? There's got to be a way to get this thing out without destroying it. And so uh, I, I did figure out a way to do it. I, I got the, the – for, there's a forklift with very long blades. Mm-hmm. And this allows Extension you to get blades, deep under probably. these long – Yeah. Well, there's you could put extensions mm. on them, but then there's also forklifts that are made with very long ones. Mm. Oh, okay. So you get the long blade one, and so I was able to get deep under the under the axles. Unfortunately, the the there was nowhere to like pick it up from though. So I, then I slipped a pallet underneath, and then I pulled the blades out, and then I went under the pallet that I'd put underneath the uh, the axles, and I was able to pick it up. It was, it worked out fine, but it it took me about five minutes to figure it okay. out. But so anyway, you get these surprises still, and. Um, these are more interesting surprises than like uh, you get a computer virus on your Excel and you have to redo it. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I mean, think of the spreadsheet people. I mean, they don't have anything exciting like this where people walk by their spreadsheet and go, oh, man, shake their head. What are you going to do now? But uh, anyway, I, I, think, I, I, think I view I, this actually as... Actually, uh, Excel challenges are, are one of the more interesting challenges in, in uh, office life. <clears throat> because this is where you really have to think logically and uh yeah maybe maybe you know if, if you're a coder and work in front of a computer all the time or a computer screen i think that's that's not abstract uh, uh work actually because you, you're very very logical uh you have to be a very logical thinker and excel to a certain extent uh is the same yeah Right, um, but you can't. You're not gonna sweat. You're not gonna sweat. Yeah. You're not gonna bleed. Yeah, but anyway, I, I envy you uh, for for being able to uh, drive a truck. You know, it's not necessary in my job. I I wouldn't be able to do it anyway because I'm I'm already a, a bad car driver. But I was thinking, uh, I was remember remembering that you said um, you're even thinking about uh, adding uh, to your uh, 13 hour days you work i think now um a weight vest uh so the oh, yeah. you know, colleagues <laughs> will even th- 
think more than your crazy guy. That would not nah, be, that would not be possible for me. I, I couldn't wear a, a weight a vest you work up to uh, it. for for my job because I, I make yeah. You I, could add yeah, but after you get really good, you're just starting right now. But after you get really good at what you want to what you're doing, you're really efficient. Yeah. You should start wearing a five pound weight vest. No, I don't. And think you know, so. just just ramp up the um, the the challenge. I, that's what I'm looking at. I'm eating. I'm gonna have a. I'm eating so much because I need so much calories. Uh, I'm, it's crazy. I'm getting I'm getting skinny again. Well, it's a good job. Yeah. I, I like the sound of this. Yeah, trip. but I will do it only as long as necessary. Um, you know, I I don't want well, to work anymore. I, seriously, uh, I. It, it's just not a, a lifestyle a human being should have. I think working from I mean, no, I'm, I'm 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 completely on on Ted Kaczynski's side when it comes to this. We should we shouldn't have these lifestyles. We should we should be hunters and gatherers and and live in nature. Well, I mean, it, if you if you look at it, you're gonna drive yourself crazy though if you go to work every day thinking this is ridiculous. What I mean, I'm but doing. this this is what you have to what find happened. some positive this is value. This happened out of in it. the past already anyway, all the time. You know, when I when when I was uh, when I was 27, I was so depressed. Uh, I, I worked in office jobs, um, and then I, then I had to then I had to just travel around the world because I was so depressed because I was wondering what is what is this all about? You know, you work from Monday to Friday. On Friday you look for uh, on Monday already you look forward to Saturday. On Sunday you already think, oh my God, tomorrow is Monday. Um, I, you know, in in the last few years, um, I had some working class jobs or one working class job that I liked very much. I was pushing wheelchairs at the airport. And it was a wonderful job because I always said, you know, um, I don't uh, make any difference if it's a Monday or a Saturday. It just doesn't matter because I like going to work anyway. And uh, I think these are the jobs when you when you don't uh, look forward to to the weekends. These are uh, okay jobs, and um, I, I was I was lucky to have some of these jobs. Unfortunately, I cannot go back to the to a job that I that I I, I left because of the coronavirus, or so I had to leave because of the coronavirus. Um, but this one is definitely one of them. I will I I I, I cannot do much much more at the moment anyway. So I I will try to look. Or to have a, a, the, the perspective to see the positive sides of, of this job. But um, yeah, I, I will just only do it as long as, as necessary and as long as possible. But, but, all, the, but all of the, um, I, I view it as a particular challenge though, a way to, you know, to get better, to be stronger. And when you, when you have these jobs where you could very easily become very negative about them, and look forward to the weekend and dread mm. going to work on Monday. This is what common people feel about their lives. They, they, they love Friday. They hate Monday. They're, they're always living for the weekend. And it's this terrible cycle. And I, I look at that and I say, wait, why, why would I want to feel that way all the time? Have this roller coaster of a week. Why wouldn't I just decide that I love my job? Mm. I love the dirty aspects of it. I love all of the, the terrible things about it. And so I embrace all of the most difficult aspects of the job and I want to do them even better and I want to do more of them. And if someone doesn't do their job right, I'll go in and I fix what they did. Mm, yeah, you said and, that uh, nobody, nobody sees it. Nobody, nobody sees what I'm doing, but I see it. It's, it's, I feel like I'm becoming more honest. I feel like I'm becoming stronger and more honest and more disciplined. And um, I'm also realizing that it, it's, it's completely up to you whether you like something or dislike something or you can change the mood of something just by how you approach it 
And so, so, so many people I work around, they have such misery with this job. They yeah. hate getting on the forklift. They hate doing it. I mean, uh, uh, that trauma, it's just horrible. So their lives are miserable outside of the work and their lives at work are miserable. No, but, but uh, God, that's you a, know, for me, it's by far, but for me, it's by far not as, uh, as bad to go to this job in the morning uh, compared to office jobs in the past. That's definitely the, not the case. You know, I, I, I ride my bicycle just a little bit less than 10 minutes uh, to work right now. And I, I really enjoy riding there, being in nature, because I'm, I'm in the countryside. Um, that doesn't disturb, that doesn't, uh, disturb me at all in the, in the morning. And also, also during work, because I'm so busy, I, I, don't, I don't think very much what I'm doing there. I, I would have liked to, to be able to think more uh, or to use my brain uh, for private stuff. Uh, but I'm just so busy with uh, trying to find stuff that I, I cannot relax during work, actually. Um, and this is actually something well, the time, that, that, that I want. The time goes by. The time probably goes by very quickly though, yeah. when you're when you're under pressure yeah. like that to to get things yeah. done. No, it, it it is totally fine. I'm very very glad, uh, lucky, and and kind of happy that that I have it. Do but as I said, I will only do it as long as necessary. The, working from eight to five is definitely not something that that we should do. For, oh, I, for, for, our, I agree. for the Look, rest of our life wanna... until until we can retire because this is what people do nowadays you know yeah, they, they work uh, and look forward to the retirement um well they they've um you know i'm speaking about these traps another one of these traps is you buy a big expensive house and you have all you have to pay all this debt so you have to work until you're, you're you know you're very old yeah i mean this fun. these are all these tricks that people fall for yeah. you know and um you can't buy big cars you can't buy big houses you, ca you can't have children with bad women you can't uh, get divorced when you just are unhappy with someone that you used to love. You you can't you can't do any of these things. You can't have a bad diet and get sick. You can't. I mean, there are all these pitfalls that will destroy your life and force you to have to work until you're dead. And this these are all the traps. Everyone around me basically has fallen for one of these traps in one way or another, or all of them. And the Home Depot people fell for these traps. The people I work with now have fallen for these traps. Um. I am trying always not to fall for these traps. One of the things is I have a great diet. I keep myself in shape and I don't ever go into debt. That's just been something I, I never do. Uh, so I'm able to use this job and to be, and to become wealthy because of this job. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, I'm not making the money I used to make when I was a trader, but this is better. You know, as a trader, I used to make $2,000 every day in like an hour and I would just then get drunk. And uh, that, that to me was, uh, that was just life. And uh, you, you can you make $2,000 in an hour. Yeah, but I mean, and, and that seemed... I, I'm sure you could go back uh, to this job and still be, be this frugal person that you're right now. I know you have a, a jazz record addiction, uh, but at the end of the day, you're a very frugal person, it's expensive. I think. And you would, you would oh, yeah. still be a frugal person even... Uh, even though you had um, a lot of uh, a very high income. But the, one of the things that I, I realized, though, is I actually much prefer having to struggle over I a long totally period agree, of time yeah. for income rather yeah. than getting $2,000 an hour. That screwed me up. Yeah. That screwed me up making money that fast. Yeah, it's honest work. I, I was just, 
I lost my direction because I made honest. Uh, I made my I made that money so fast. Now, like I know it's going to be so slow that I'm going to make money. It's just so slow. I just have to every day just chip away, yeah. chip away, chip yeah, maybe, away. Maybe chip it away. makes uh, makes these people more honest people in general as well. I mean, they have their they have their flaws. Oh my God, my my colleague or colleagues, one in particular, he's uh, the most. And this is something. I mean, you know, I enjoy uh, being surrounded by people that are politi uh, politically incorrect or that are not uh, where I don't need to be politically correct because I have a very uh, dark kind of humor, for example. And uh, with me, you can talk about everything. I have some friends where I know okay, it's not possible to talk about everything with them because they're easily upset with with something. Let it be uh, global change or uh, uh, migration or whatever you know I'm not a right wing a right wing person I'm a, probably much more uh, a left winger than a than a right wing I would say but I'm a, I'm much more realistic than than left wing as I would say um, but uh, this guy is the most political incorrect person I have ever met I think um, and uh, it's some it's somehow refreshing because they just don't think what they are if they could offend somebody uh but <laughs> it, it is already at a at a at a level that i did not expect to experience in in austria is is it on purpose or is it uh, no i mean it's just natural i, I, I think uh he's, he's not even a bad person but he's really he he he's, he still adores Hitler, for example. No, he really, really? It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, this guy is crazy. Um, but I I don't, I don't even know where he where he gets uh, where he got uh, socialized like this. It's very. I was thinking about this. How is it possible that a person actually that that is okay? You know, he's not a bad person. Uh, he's not treating people uh, badly. He's very friendly to me, and he knows that I have uh, that I have a very uh, different political uh, opinion. And uh, I I tell him, you know, I think uh, that's a little bit uh, too much. You should not say these these things uh, around other people or <laughs> like most what? people. Give me an example. <laughs> um, Give me an example. <laughs> what? Give me an example. I want to hear more about what what does this guy say? What do you mean adores Hitler? No, I, and I it, it, no, it's so bad. So, for example, you know, the, there are these uh, 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 the the refugee camps in in Greece, which are one was burning down, and of course, um, uh, European countries are now discussing. Okay, how can we solve this uh, immediate problem of of a camp that that was uh, uh, on fire? Because now these people are sleeping on the streets. I don't know if you hear these things. Um, right, uh, I heard in, about in it. It burned down. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I am uh, this type of person that says, okay, uh, e even though maybe it will accelerate uh, migration, but these people are sleeping now on the streets. So in my opinion, it's it's very, very necessary to help these people sleeping on the streets right now, even though you send maybe a signal, but these people are suffering right now. Um, and I think it's, it's our, um, it is our responsibility as a human being to help other people that are in the need of help. Um, but he just said, oh my, he said these old Nazi concentration camps, they are empty anyway, so maybe we should send them there and send some gas. <laughs> it's really incredible. I mean, this, this is the worst <laughs> stuff you can imagine. 
Um, <laughs> he wants to put them in the old concentration camps, you know, because they're empty. I mean, they're museums. He's, he's, he's we can use these museums. This is not. Uh, he's he, he's kind of joking, but if somebody is making these jokes, especially it's coming all the time. And, you know, I mean, he told me he has a very political or he has this very certain political attitude. Um, I, I told him already, OK, I don't even want to know what, what you have, what stuff you have in, uh, collected in your basement. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, he's he's incredible. He's my supervisor. <laughs> really? <laughs> you have a Nazi as a supervisor. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's just talking, you know, I mean. Yeah, stuff Obviously, like this. It, it, but yeah, this is this is. Uh, but but also, you know, he, he's a, he's a sexist you cannot even imagine. Um, um, but don't you have don't you have like uh, human resources people who are trying to be politically correct that they would catch someone like this and fire no, them? No, but it's a small company. You know, we have oh, we that's, have uh, that's twelve why. people only, twelve employees. Ah, oh, that's that's and, that's and why. you know we're here in in the. In the deep, deep uh, countryside, there is no such thing. Even uh, did you know the the type of feminism that exists in the cities, for example, that's not very common here in in uh, in these small villages. All mm. all these things. Uh, it's for me. It's it's uh, very hard to interact with the people because they're, they're from yeah from a different world. It seems, but as as you know, the, the city people, uh, I cannot interact with them either because they are from another another world too, uh, and I don't belong to, uh, I don't belong to this group or to this group. It, I'm I'm just an outsider of, of uh, yeah. Every... You know that's how I I feel as well. Yeah. I don't I don't these working people uh, they uh, they bore the hell out of me. They are they I mean I can't. I, it's very hard to talk to them, but I do. I mean, I appreciate their honesty and their, when I say honesty though, I don't mean that they're always tell the truth. I just mean that they, they don't aspire to be something more than what they are. Yeah. They, they, they don't um, pretend they accepted to be somebody that else, there are the low, uh, which they think others want them to be, you know, they don't care you know, about when you, when you meet and, the, uh, uh, they don't, when you meet Instagram the middle manager accounts and all this kind of stuff, my, my colleagues. Mm-hmm. But when you meet those 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 middle management people, those people that think that one day they're going to be the assistant uh, CFO, the assistant this, and they're 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 angling and they're 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 saying bad things about their their competition for the position, and they're they're building themselves up, and they you know they make these resumes, and these resumes are just filled with lies. Mm. You know the reality is, if you want to be successful in capitalism, you have to become a, a self promoter and a liar. That's what all of these people are. Yeah. The only truly people who the, the only people who are truly honest about themselves in the capitalist system are the people at the bottom because they say, you know, my life sucks and I suck and this is why I work at the Home Depot. But there is there is some individuals um, which are the, for example, I have one female colleague and she's a bad person. You know, she's talking uh, about other people uh, about other people. Um, when they made some mistakes and stuff and she's not talking in a nice way about about others and that that's just uh something i i i don't like uh in a warehouse which i don't like uh in an office or or in wherever um you you find uh 
evil people um, in these uh, working low-paid working-class jobs too. Oh, for sure. When I, and when I say they're honest, I don't mean that they're not telling lies about mm. themselves. They they do. Yeah. But at least in the at least in their positions, and they're not like trying to screw the other other worker over to get ahead because they're not going anywhere. Mm. They're yeah. honest in the sense that they've that they're at the bottom and they they accept it to be mm. at the bottom because the the worst. The worst dishonesties are the, the the pettiest people are these ones who are just trying to get ahead in a in a corporate setting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one reason I could never do those kind of jobs. You know, even as a trader, the good thing about trading was, it if you could trade well, you, you then you're a trader. If you stink, you're fired, and you got to go do something else with your life. So it's like a professional athlete. You have to perform. If you can't perform, uh, you're just finished. It's over. So. Um, it was honest in that sense that you knew every day what you did. You either made money or you lost money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, you, you don't want to make too much money. That's the other thing. You don't want to make too much money. Making too much money is a real problem. Everyone thinks that it's a good thing. It's not a good thing. No, 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 no. It's, um, better, it's better that all the money you make you had to kind of suffer for and you remember where you made it. I think so too. But but then there was this guy I, I read about him today. He, he was this uh, old guy, eighty nine or something, or he, I think he's still alive. But um, he was this founder of a, a duty free co- uh, company, and uh, and he had a uh, yeah he had eight billion dollars or something. I think already in the early eighties or late seventies, and then he. You know, he tried to have a, a luxurious life, and it it just he just didn't like it. And then he moved to a small uh, apartment again, where he has to pay rent, and he had only one pair of shoes. And uh, and this life he liked so much better. And then he decided, okay, I, I give away all my uh, eight billion dollars. And and I think in the last few days, uh, uh, all of his uh, money uh, is gone now, and he donated it for various. Um, organizations and and um, uh, goals over the last 40 years and and he just uh, suggested to other billionaires do the same it will make you much much happier yeah so yeah, yeah I, I can't imagine I've only known um, one uh, I actually met a billionaire I knew I knew one billionaire I knew the guy uh, who invented the barcode Okay, and I, interesting. I, in New York, in New York, I would sometimes. I mean, I didn't know him that well, but I would, I would hang out with him because oh, yeah. he was friends with some of friends of mine, some good friends of mine then. But how, and, how did you uh, feel? Because you also told me because uh, when um, when you realized, okay, it's so easy uh, to make thousands of dollars within just a few mouse clicks, because you told me you became a very arrogant person and you, and you tipped. Uh, people uh, a couple of hundred dollars for a drink that was only fifteen dollars or something like this, because you knew it doesn't matter anyway if if I spend one hundred dollars on tips now, uh, because uh, I just sit down and uh, make a few mouse clicks and then I earn so much more. Um, so it it to me it seems um, money even corrupted you back in the day. Um, so I, I definitely can imagine that uh, sweating and working hard for uh, a little bit money is a much more appreci- appreciative way to earn money. But on the other hand, I, I, I don't know how this feels uh, to have a lot of money, but to, to share the money you, uh, 
you have with, with others that actually need it. Maybe that's a very satisfying thing too. Yeah. That's one thing I didn't do with my money. I used it to fuck with people and screw with them and uh, make fun of them for wanting money. Mm. But I never gave money away to people who probably deserved it. Or I should have done something more like that. Basically been in service to somebody else. My, I, when I say arrogant, I meant that I was still a, a very egotistical, very individualist. Mm. I became a product of the capitalism, mm. you know, that I was just out for myself. Really no different than an Instagram person, nothing like that. But I was just using different methods to, 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 uh, to brag, to show off, to, 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 to show my superiority to people. Not that I was wealthier, but that I didn't care about money. Mm. There was a, it's even a worse kind of superiority. To go up to poor people and, or people that are, you know, bartender and tip them so much or some, you know, shot, shot girl in a, in a club and make her feel so good because she just got $100. And then I'm laughing about it, you know. That's, that's terrible. That's, that's, that's using money to, to lord yourself over others. Mm. It sounds like this guy who used money, though, to, to be of service, which is selfless. And which is the opposite of what I'm talking about, to be selfless with money. Mm. That's, that's probably the hardest thing to do because you're working within capitalism and you're trying to, to not draw attention to yourself, mm. to not. Um, okay. Yeah. But speaking of the ego, how is your, your other project coming along? Your philosophical approach of the, the ego of uh, well, the modern, modern people. Well, I, I see a unity, a unity with what I'm doing philosophically, even with the, the Home Depot stuff, because that was really, that was the first shot at my ego and the first shot at um, really attacking uh, the capitalist individualistic view of, of um, life, which is um, take a working class job and learn to love a working class job and learn to really hardly make any money at all. And stop uh, and humble yourself and um it's all a progression and i i think that it's shown me with hard work with being selfless um it's possible to be selfless with this kind of low level hard work because that's really the only way you can enjoy it uh, it's it's a hard yeah i'm still not ready to do the I... to to express the philosoph philo philosophical stuff um But, but it has a lot to do with working. Yeah, but do, do, do you still uh, work 12 hours a day? Uh, like 13 at least. Holy Close moly. to 14. But, but how do you find the energy to, to work on private projects uh, after 13 hours of work? It's hard. I'm still working at trying to... Because uh, then I come home and I work out. <laughs> Andreas, I piss vinegar, man. There's an expression in English, pissing vinegar. It means like you're a real man. Okay. Like I'm, I'm just trying to see like how much I can actually do before I break, and um, I've, I've come to a new conclusion. At, at first, I was thinking I needed six hours of sleep. Now I think I need seven. I've been experimenting adjusting my sleep time because I'm, I've got some tendonitis in my elbows, and um, I need, I need that to stop, uh, because I had another project this year which was to do uh, one-arm pull-ups. I was training for one-arm pull-ups since the beginning of the year. And uh, this tendonitis is... How else do you want to make them? I can't do pull-ups. What? How else do you want to make them? 
Whoa, pull-ups <laughs> with two arms? I know, two-arm pull-ups are for losers. Losers. <laughs> what kind of man are you? What kind of girly man are you doing two-arm pull-ups? <laughs> no, I think that's hard. One arm, whoa. But I got to... Uh, but anyway, ten one, one, arm pu- one arm push-ups are easy. Oh, yeah. those are. I do them without any arms at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, the uh, so anyway, I, I I this week I I started my new experiment with seven hours of sleep, and I actually I feel like my body is repairing better. I feel I felt I felt more energy at work. So I got to cut things out though to make to to free up an extra hour of sleep. Mm-hmm. And I think there's I think there's a bunch of nonsense that I do like. You know, reading about the riots on the internet. Like, I can, I, I don't know why I'm reading about that. No, but it's I, I think news it, anyway. it is, I need to stop uh, reading It is important stuff. To, to read the, the current news because you have to make a decision at some point. I mean, we're talking about this for a long time already that uh, it's probably good to, to become independent from society and, and the system and uh, just live quite remotely and uh, try to be self, as self sufficient as possible. At some point, you will have to make the decision because in, in the big city, uh, it's probably getting more and more violent in, in the U.S. And it's, it's, I also don't think it's getting better in the, in the near future. So oh, maybe, I think it'll get worse. Yeah. But, but the question is, like, do, I, do I really need to spend every morning, waste an hour while I'm drinking coffee after I come home from work, uh, reading about last night's riots in Portland and looking at video? Like they've been rioting for 100 days. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the, what's the big, I know they're going to riot. They're gonna walk out there with their umbrellas and their 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 Molotov yeah, cocktails. Yeah, but maybe one their... day there is something even even bigger happening than just these riots. Well, history shows us what will happen next. We don't. I don't need to. I don't yeah. need like a, no to, to read. You know, the, to if, read if you spend time internet. on this stuff, uh, ten ten minutes a day, I think it's totally fine, sufficient. Well, that's ten minutes of sleeping time, which I which I actually I could use. You know, ten minutes of repair. While I'm sleeping for my body, um, which will make me a little stronger for work and for working out. And um, you know, when you work when you work 14 hours a day, you don't have a lot of time. Yeah, maybe you got, maybe you, you should really, reduce you the working hours too. I, I look, it's by choice that I work 14 hours a day. I could work I could work uh, six hours, mm-hmm. but I choose to work the 14 hours, and um, it's a it's a personal challenge to see if I can do it for one thing. And, uh, I want to try and do everything. I want to try and make all the books, do all the writing, do one arm pull-ups and work 14 hours a day and piss vinegar. That's the goal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, you know, as I get older, I realize that I start thinking, you know, I'm, I'm wasting, I'm wasting a lot of time. I'm really undisciplined. I'm very self-critical. I say, wow. No, I, God, I I'm take such a it loser. more. I take it more and more easy. The older I get, you know, I I have a cigarette every once in a while, and I think, oh, it doesn't really matter. You know, this this little addiction, um, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, eating unhealthy food, I burn I burn these calories anyway. My met, met, how do you call it metabolism is incredible incredible fast so all of these things don't matter to me um and uh yeah i'm i'm not very disciplined i i would i would like to work less than eight hours a day from monday to friday but 
I can save some money for my future. Uh, however, future will be um, as well. And at the moment with coronavirus, there's nothing else possible anyway. Hopefully the freedom will be, will come back soon. But um, yeah, no. well, there's also the, I, I've, I've also accepted that perhaps all of this hard work that I do to slowly make a little bit of money and I want to get to West Texas and I want to have this house and all that, perhaps um, there'll be terrible inflation and all of this money will be destroyed. Yeah, and this I have is to what accept I think too. All this hard work, but I have to accept that all of this hard work may be for nothing at all. It may just be totally annihilated mm. by, by political and uh, economic forces that are much greater because, you know, I'm a part, I'm working within a system. And mm -hmm. so I, I need to, I need to find value in my work. That's more than just the economic value, because that's also a kind of a self-protection. So I won't be miserable when it's all destroyed. I'll say, you know what? Yeah. They, all the money's gone. It's worthless. Yeah. But then but it at would least be I'm stronger, at least I'm stronger and more disciplined. I think it would be, it would be a, a good idea to invest this hard earned money uh, in a, in a nice a little piece of land. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, and, 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 and wasting the, the it on purpose, is... I think, doesn't make much sense. You know, I mean, we are both uh, uh, not supporters of of the the money driven system anyway. Uh, but be I think because we're working, or at least I work in this job, to uh, yeah, be able to to buy some freedom, basically, um, in. For the future, um, so well, I, I, used I, to I have think... to make these compromises now and work in, in these jobs. But uh, I, as I said, I only want to do it as long as necessary, and I hope in two years it's all it's all over. But you know, I used to think that you had to buy your freedom. That's why you had to work. And now, I, and I don't think that at all. That's one reason I got into trading because I was living in poverty in in Paris. And I thought I'd make all this money quick and then I would be able to go back to my writing and it would be, I'd have a different life and I could create and not have to worry. Yeah, but and you know, the, I think the secret is, and I'm very good at this already, um, not spending money. I mean, there's so little well, there you is. need actually. Yeah. And uh, exactly. I mean, there's, there's so much, so much more potential to improve this. If you have skills to, uh, to grow your own vegetables, uh, not to spend money on, on rent, because you have a, a, a piece of land where you built your own house, a little house, you know, as small as possible uh, and as big as necessary. I think that's, this is uh, the best way you can do things. And uh, most, well, you're, you're, most you're people are right. not uh, uh, capable of doing this. They just spend money. They earn more than they spend more money on bullshit they don't need. They even, you know, the more, the more they spend, the more things uh they buy which are even more useless than the uh the things they bought before they had the uh the the increase of the salary but it's very simple i look at it it's a question of discipline you want to get rich don't spend money mm -hmm. you want to you want to get healthy don't eat bad food you, you just have to say no to all of the traps mm -hmm. but these are all the traps that catch everybody and it's not even that they spend their whole paychecks they spend their future paychecks and they do that by like the, the, they get their first credit card when they're a teenager and they blow out their credit and then they're, sp they're paying for interest for the rest of uh, for their lives in one way or another, yeah. you know. But this is how, they, uh, how human beings live uh, anyway. I mean, you know, we, we live off the resources of the future generations. This is what we're doing now. Right. Um, maybe, maybe. It's a very it, abstract life. It's very maybe, abstract. Maybe, uh, 
yeah, it's also a very egoistic approach, uh, how to live life. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I now, and all these and all these working class people like, you know, one of the other reasons that I, I got into the working class jobs was because I wanted to see if you could really be successful at a with a low level job. And the idea was that if you could always get way? work, well, you could have the things you want, okay. you could be able to travel. Like I wanted to be able to write and be able to travel. And I hear all these people say, well, you can't do that. I, I need more money to do that. The reality is, no, you don't. You need to develop skills for one thing, and you need to develop the ability um, not to waste your money and not get trapped. And so um, I, I, look at, I look at these people and they, they make all the mistakes, right? But if you didn't make those mistakes, how successful could you be? That was part of my experiment. You know, when I was in Alaska, I was making $7.50 an hour. And that seems terrible. But the company paid for your housing. Mm. The company paid for your food. And so if you didn't spend any of that money and you were there for, um, you know, working for four or six months, and then you go on unemployment, uh, and then you can live your other six months in Colombia, which is what I was doing, it became a very successful program. You know, you were never going to get rich, but you could live a pretty good life and have a lot of time off. Yeah. Yeah. So, all yeah, I, I, but but you can't make mistakes. That's the reality. Yeah. No, I I I totally uh, confirm that it's it's very easy actually with a low income that is not even twelve months a year uh, to uh, be partly on the road and travel and explore the world um, and uh, just uh, the rest of the year and six seven months uh, you just you just work in, in shitty jobs i i did it too you just have to be yeah you, you must be able to live a simple life and um you, you know it, it uh, comes along with uh, uh side effects are they negative or positive i don't know but you're definitely definitely not the uh the partner of choice anymore for uh, for the typical woman of the 21st century, because even though I'm a very good-looking person, as you know, um, oh yeah, <laughs> um, but women really care about uh, the this, yeah, the yeah, yeah. wow, it's true. How how a man earns his money? Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's, it's at, all, least, uh, at least in the West, you know, in, in exotic countries, you still have the, the advantage of, um, uh, of a foreigner that uh, maybe could provide them a, a better future. Or also, you know, the people like, uh, or many people like, even my, my racist uh, colleague, he also asks me all the time about uh, some latinas and asian women and stuff like this so he's you know he's he's very open uh, to things like this too um he's even a, though he's, he's a very open, racist uh, person he's a nazi but he's, yeah. he's open so pe people like uh, things they, they don't have at home yeah it's true yeah uh, but the, yeah i don't well, know i'm uh i'm gonna continue with the uh the home depot stuff and this will this this is going to conclude that chapter uh, I think of my life. I'm never going to return to it. And I'll send you a book when it's done. But uh, maybe maybe a couple more months I'll have to wait. I don't okay. Know. Yeah, I have plenty of stuff uh, to read at the moment anyway. 
You know, the, yeah. the one one reason why I could have, I'm sure it would have been easier for me. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I sent only 10 uh, job applications and uh, two jobs I could have got. Uh, and the one I'm, I'm working now is was the better choice because I can ride my bicycle there. Um, but uh, and and the, and the main reason why I took this job, I thought I can think uh, during these eight hours every day um, because yeah, maybe maybe I'm I'm I will try to write a book myself. It's going to be a process over over a couple of years, but um, that's one of the reasons why this job seemed to be yeah. Well, there's no kind of one of the one of the things there's you should realize there's no rush to writing writing that book. Ah, yeah. the, the book you want to write is that that's true i i used to feel rushed about all these projects that i wanted to do but now i don't really feel rushed anymore yeah. i feel that um especially the philosophical ones they take they take a lot of time and you also need to go and explore places um physically to be able to discover things and so the book, you, you don't want to write before you've done all of your, your, your exploration and all of your research. Mm, yeah, definitely. It may be possible to write something, but you might have to change it later. And um, so there's no rush. Yeah. So it's like a life's work. You know? Yeah. That's how I view the philosophy. You know, it might only be something I publish at the very end of my life or maybe never at all, like, uh, like your fellow Austrian uh, Wittgenstein. He, what, what, he never finished some of his stuff? Oh. No, he never published anything except for the first book, the Tractatus, which he later rejected. But all of his other books that were published were all done posthumously. He never felt comfortable with any of them. Okay. Um, some of them were ready, but close to public, public, ready to be published. But he would always, he would always withdraw them and say, "No, no, no, I don't have it right. It's not right." It's, uh... But uh, like you, like you, he felt that this was a dark, dark time. And people would never understand what he'd done anyway, so it didn't matter. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> the people, the people for whom this book was written, will never read it, and the people who will read it is not for who this book is written. <laughs> yeah, but which is kind of like the Home Depot stories, you know. You, with the exception of you, Andreas, you were the one ideal reader, the one who could, who could understand the work and the people, and it's strange that an Austrian would would be affected by it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, this job made me realize again. Oh my God, it, it is really a dark age we have to live in. For me, it is horrible to 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 be part of the the pinnacle of the civilized uh, human being, because I mean, I think we were never that advanced uh, te te technologically. Um, and uh, yeah, we have so much knowledge, and yet we are still probably the most. I don't even know how to uh, to, to find words for for how we we live or exist uh, on this planet. It's so destructive. We are. But how much? How much? We are our, very was, evil uh, creatures. Uh, and uh, I was talking to a guy. I was talking to a guy the other day, and I and he, and he was talking about. He's this real Christian guy, and he's a very interesting person. He's, he reads the Bible and quoting all this stuff. And anyway, he was saying to me, he was just saying as kind of like it was obvious that we live in this very advanced civilization. And I said to him, I said, for you and your values, um, 
what has the new technologies that keep getting created, how have they made the family stronger? How have they, all the things that you value, how have this, these technologies strengthened these, these core values, these human values? And he looked at me and he realized none of these advances in technology have made us uh, better humans and more human in the way that we've traditionally been human beings. No, we're the worst They've, humans ever existed. Like what technology has made the family stronger? None of it. It's only making the family weaker, breaking the bonds of the family. It's not only the family. You know, there's a, each individual or almost each individual on this planet is getting a, a worse human than, uh, the, than there is potential. I think every human, I think back in the day, they, they uh, used the potential which they had as an individual human being much more than we do nowadays. Now we are distracted by bullshit all the time. And it, this makes us just bad people in general or bad people. But, you know, I don't know, weird people. We, we don't care about the future. We don't care about others. Uh, it, it's all about us and, and nonsense. And, um, well, I think that's one of the core, the, the, the core tenant to me and the, and the central idea of capitalism, the way it's run in the West, is that you have to isolate the individual as an economic uh, entity and make them selfish and make them consumers because that makes the economy grow and the, the bankers get rich off indebtedness. Mm. And this, this creation of the individual, I trace back to uh, particularly certain philosophers. Uh, and it's, it's the motivating force for philosophy and then in turn in capitalism. Capitalism, philosophy, all this stuff comes together. But even religious dogma has made the individual important. Like if you look at Martin Luther and the Protestant Reformation, that's the first time in history, in religious history of the West, that you have a guy saying you can have a personal relationship with God, that you do not need the community of the church and like a, a priest to help you with that relationship. It breaks the person away and isolates them. So you have all these isolating features that have come together in Protestant capitalistic Western life. And um, it's been twisted by governments and by uh, corporations and banks to, to benefit a select few. And they've done it very well. They, these are the traps that everyone falls for. And it's not just working class people, there's middle class people and even wealthy people. Remember that actor Robin Williams who committed suicide? Mm -hmm. He was giving all his money to all these children. He had, he was forced to work as a slave basically in Hollywood because all of his money was already was already spent. You know, okay. all the ex-wives and the children were getting it. Okay. And so uh, the traps the traps are there for everyone. Uh poorest of the poor and richest of the rich. Uh So, yeah, but the individual is what it comes back to. But and and but this is one reason why why I actually uh, admire the people on the streets around the world at the moment, you know, because it's not it's not the fight an individual an individual is fighting. Let it be the uh, the uh, uh, Black Lives uh, uh, Matter uh, protests, or in in Belarus, or in Israel, or or in Thailand, or in Australia, wherever in the world at the moment, everywhere there is demonstrations and protests, and. This is something I, I really admire here in Austria. You know, everything is still uh, uh, quite normal um, economically and, and uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, capacity of the hospitals and, and the measures. I mean, they're getting stricter now. People are very uh, 
yeah low tempered it seems in austria so it takes a little bit longer that that we get on the streets but i admire these people very much for for uh, being part of a, a movement which is not based on the uh, individual yeah but don't you think it is a little bit i feel like they're they're complaining about not being able to to shop at Saks Fifth Avenue and the, the, the luxury stores. So they start up a protest and they loot the luxury stores. Mm, I don't know. They don't they aren't they just after the same consumer goods and the same um I mean I, I, I don't know what the, the intentions money? are of the people, but I think uh, a lot of people lost their perspectives and um so I definitely can identify with them because I was uh, uh, I, I, I lost a lot because of the coronavirus. So uh, when I when I uh, hear governments making or taking these or introducing these new measures, then I always think, how can you do this? I mean, what is more important? Is it is it the lives of the uh, of the young people that will not have uh, perspectives anymore, that will have poor lives for the rest of their life, probably? Um, or is it some 80, 83 year old that uh, would have died uh, in two months probably anyway uh, that will die because of coronavirus now uh, this makes me also kind of angry but and there's there's a there's a third way though is i feel that these protests and burning stuff down and trying to be a part of yeah, these I mean, that, 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 that's like stupid. like these people need to this is this is an expression of ego to me that they would do this like my life uh, is not as good as it should be yeah, but da, da, da. you need to give up that you need to get religious and realize that you can go live in a tent and create something and be of service to others. This, that the 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 the, the oldest values still exist, and you need to recover them. But these people still the, want to be capitalists. Is what, this is They're what just they do in Belarus, in Belarus, for example, at the moment. They are fighting for the future of of uh, of the, their children at the moment. They don't want to live in an in a totalitarian uh, under a totalitarian regime. So, but the future, I, I, I the future of your children themselves, and they don't fight with weapons. They're not rioting. They're not looting. They're not burning cars down. They, they, uh, yeah, try to do it. Uh, they do it as peaceful as possible. And the police is just the, uh, the, the aggressor all the time. But the future of your children should have nothing to do with who's the pop, the president, or what is the economic system. The future of your children is what happens at the dinner table when you, when you, when your wife cooks and you sit down together. And you talk, you talk to each other, and when you pray together, the future of your children is that. The future of your children is when you, when you're with your father and he shows you how to do something. You work on something on your house. That's the future of your children. It's not, it's not complaining that uh, something is too expensive and you're going to go out and riot and burn the thing down, or, or you're mad about uh, black people. This abstract idea of black people being abused, or who's the president and he's corrupt. Who cares about all of that? The problem is that these people and these young people, they don't have lives outside of the system. You need, that The real revolutionary act is getting outside the system and being able to game the system and play the system just as you do, just as I do. We're, we're a part of the system, but this is not the extent of our lives. We're doing other things. We're writing books, we're traveling, we're doing all this stuff, but we're not falling for the traps. All of these young people protesting have fallen for the trap and they're a part of a mass movement and they're and they're contesting the system, which is you've already lost. You've already lost because you are fighting for your identity within the system. And even if you want to overturn the system, you're still developing values and valuing everything based upon the system itself. You need to walk away. You need to find a way that the system disappears. 
And that's a religious aspect. That's a religious way of life. That's a small community, a local thing. That's a... We're just getting weaker and weaker. Even the family is getting yes, weaker. I mean... Absolutely. Yeah. That's my, that's my whole... Throughout all of this, and philosophical and all of this, I'm looking at it, I'm saying, what is the real revolutionary act? It's not looting and burning down the government building. The real revolutionary act is walking away. And even walking away while you still seem to be a part of it because you're living very quietly a whole other different life. And you're raising children in a whole other different way. You know, you, you, you cannot fight the state. You cannot fight the mob. And when you fight these fights, you've already lost. But maybe it's also not possible to raise fights. your children uh, the way you want them to become because they are also influenced by other factors which are out there in the society. The raising of the children is something I don't know how to do yet. And I'm troubled by that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that I, I um, that is a, that is a, you know, the whole question is, if I think the way I do, then I need to raise the children. And that's the experiment, right? Um, I don't know. I don't have answers to that. The only I mean, answer is to I, just go I off think, and do I it. I think if, if you already live uh, somewhere in West Texas in the mountains and uh, as remote as possible, and uh, be, I mean, you sound like a Texan already anyway. You have a wife cooking for you and praying at the dinner table. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I think yeah. living in, in uh, rural areas is much, much healthier uh, for the mental state of yourself and also for, for your kids, probably. You still, it's true. Can, you still can uh, not manipulate them, but you still can raise them in a way. I think, I mean, I don't have uh, experience with, with children um, or very much. Mm. That is not as corrupted by by other factors. Uh, yeah, I think c city city children um, uh, are destined to uh, to become. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, not, you can't. Not, not, yeah, not I, the type of uh, child I would like to have. That's for sure. For sure, for sure. But um, the, the the promise with these technologies of communication that. It's going to be so difficult to stop the mm. the, the city the city uh, influence from even projecting to the countryside. Mm. Um, I don't know. I but, don't have an answer. For nature these nature could things. become a very uh, balancing factor. You know, if you go out hunting and you go you go to beautiful rivers where you can uh, go for dips and uh, you go hiking and uh, exploring and uh, taking pictures of butterflies and collecting stuff and uh, building stuff. That's that enriches the, the, the lives of uh, young people very much, too. Well, they've got to realize that there's something more exciting than Facebook. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Facebook that, is not that exciting for the young generation anyway, but I know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. hey, uh, you want to wrap this up? We got it on an hour. Yeah, it's a short one. You think so? Yeah, well, we can always do another one. Yeah. OK, we, we can always continue it. But because uh, I gotta, I gotta go to the bathroom real bad. I'm drinking all this coffee. Getting, okay. Getting the, sh getting the shakes. Getting uh, getting uh, restless. But uh, here, let's uh, stop it in uh, five seconds. Yeah. So five, four, three, two, one, stop.